Welcome, listeners, to the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast official fantasy adventure, DNA TPK. Come with us on our weekly game of fantasy adventure. With my brother Joe and our friends, we go on quests of laughter, glory, and adventure. Hosted by our GM, TK, and brought to you by the Eldritch Foundry, we invite you to enjoy our epic tale and join us into the unknown world of fantasy gaming. Okay, um, so welcome everyone back to the TPK Total Party Kill podcast. Um, we're going to pick up off unless we left off with session two. Um, they The party was on the boat. Um, they kind of went around. They, um, I believe it was Siggy and Alvin went and made a good, good amount of coin off the boxing ring. You guys went to the Avatar's Appetite, which is like the onboard restaurant slash bar. Um... The party met with several notable NPCs, one of them being Cap Captain Rulig, who is the captain of this ship, as well as Trim, a halfling archer um, adventurer who also speaks Dwarvish and kind of like thwarted um, Siggy's and Tanakh's speakings about possibly robbing the ship. Um, at that point, you guys kind of the day went on, nothing crazy happened. Tanak, you went and you snuck into the cargo hold. You discovered a several unmarked boxes, um, four to be exact, three of which contained sticks of dynamite and another one with kind of crude weaponry. Um, at that point, you went back and you told everyone what you found. See, so you tried to convince him to give you the dynamite to just cause mayhem, really. Um... And Alvin, you got a dancing lesson from uh, a bard that belongs in the same adventuring party as Trim. His name was Hadar. Uh, he gave you a dancing lesson on the prow of the ship, uh, which was kind of like almost inappropriate. Um, it was, yeah, there was a couple odd moments in there. Um, and that's where we are. We pick up right where we left off with you guys all together again. Um, in the in your guys' rooms in your guys' little crew in your little cabins on the ship um, and you guys I believe left off all in the same room so it's on you. Are we just playing like go fish in our rooms? Sure. You've got any sevens? I don't think so. Got any fires? I've got three of them. Alright, give. I don't know how to play this game. You gotta give them to me. Here you go. Thank you. What time of day is it? It's like 1 or 2 p.m. One or two p.m. Yeah. Uh, what time is this? Uh, the the ball dance supposed to start? Yeah, there was a there was eight p.m. Eight p.m. Oh, cool. We have time to kill. <sighs> so, I'm gonna look over to Siggy, uh, and kind of pull him over. And are we all in the same room? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I pull uh Siggy over. So I've got an idea. I went up to the uh, the VIP area, and if everybody's at the ballroom doing the dance, I think we might be able to make a little bit of loot. I'm assuming the guards and the bounty hunters are going to be there, too, watching everybody. And if anybody is up there, I, I think I can get by them. What do you think? Do you think you can uh, scope the place out a little bit? Are you, are you asking me to, I don't know, create a distraction? I need you. This is So here's my plan. Here's my idea. Since we've got some time to kill, I think you and maybe Callie can go up there. Uh, take you, Alvin, I don't care. Uh, 
and go up there and do some scouts, uh, do some scoping of the VIP area. You know, maybe she could talk to the captain or something like that. And then you get up there, get an idea. And then when the ballroom dance goes down tonight at like, I think it's like eight o'clock, you do the distractions at the ballroom. I will be heading up to the VIP area and I will go get us some gold. What do you think? Okay. This is something I can do. Um, I, I, I have, um, something in mind. I, this will work very well. My pocket is feeling a little light. I only, um, I, I only made a little money from the, uh, boxing match. So, yeah, I could, I could go for more. I think it's, I think that this might work. Um, so why don't you guys go up there? I'm going to catch a little shut eye and just kind of relax a little bit. I think that's probably for the best. Get myself prepared for tonight. Very well, if everybody is ready, yeah, um... So are, are we... you want to share this plan with everybody? Oh, I mean, we're all in the same room, so... Your intention is for them to not hear them. Yeah. Give me a deception check. Uh, 18. Uh, give me, uh, perception checks, Alvin and Callie. That is a crisp, natural one. I'm really focused on Go Fish, guys. So, I rolled a natural 19. I have minus one that is also an 18. You you hear this over the over Go Fish. You hear um, them talking about robbing members of the ship. Hey, hey, Kelly. I think they have a friend named Robin on this ship. And she just kind of stops and, like, looks at her cards. And she just goes, that sounds like them. Who are we planning on Robin, then? Who said anything about Robin, anybody? I'm figuring you did. Don't you? We know somebody named Robin. Oh. Oh, you have you have more friends on the ship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to Dwarvish to, uh, to Siggy. Do we trust her yet? I mean, she is a part of this crew. All right. You can tell her. Oh, we are going to rob everyone. Slow hand just goes over her purse. Oh, it, it, listen, you are part of this crew. It, we are not going to rob you. This is for um, mostly me, but I can share... Two percent per person. I just kind of hold up my hands and just go like, "Everybody gets a share. Don't worry." She 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 like nods to Tanakh and she's like, "Right. So, what what's the plan then? What are we? How are we going about it? If we're gonna rob everybody, I'm going to go and rob the ship. You all are going to go to the ballroom. However, the initial setup. I need you all to scope out the area." I know you have, you've been asking a lot of questions around here about the island. Obviously, none of us have been to it. I'm assuming you're going to eventually go talk to the captain about it. He's one of the only people I know that's actually been, so. Okay, so you can gain his trust, and then you can distract him at the ballroom dance. Then from there, Siggy is going to do what he does best and look through all the rooms, see what he can see to give me an idea where the best place is to go. And then he's going to do a distraction at the ballroom dance. Alvin, I just, you know what, buddy? Just keep being your special self, buddy. That's all I ask of you. You're there to protect the captain. You got this right. I learned how to dance. Heck yeah, buddy. You probably know more than the captain does. I think I probably know the most, maybe. Oh, I don't know about that. I need to, um, so I'm, I need to do something. Um, I will, you, um, what time are we heading up, by the way? If you guys are going straight to the ballroom dance, I'd say I'd probably go up there around, you know, seven o'clock, get up there a little bit, just scope up real quick, and then go into the, the dance. Very well. Um, I'm going to go into one of the other rooms. There are something I, for the for the ball. I need to start working on now. Um, but seven o'clock, I uh, I will be there. Um, and then Siggy's gonna kind of 
abruptly walk out of that room and just go into any of the other rooms that are available. So between now and then, there's approximately six hours. If anything, if anyone wants to do anything aboard the ship until the ball, otherwise we'll just go ahead and we'll skip forward to the time of the ball. I'm good with that. I think I'm all right. Yep. So I need to... I have an ability called the right tool for the job. Essentially, turn my thieves tools into any other kind of tool. Um, so uh, I'm going to spend an hour, like, kind of transforming my thieves tools into woodcarver's tools. Okay. So 8 o'clock or like 7.30 rolls around. Um, you guys do hear the same bell that you heard this morning to announce the departure of the surf drake rings once more. Um signaling that everyone should start making their way to the ballroom for kind of like some socialization and for some dance. All right, I'm going to stay in the room. I want to put on a nice dress. Alvin comes out looking like a boy going to a middle school dance. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to get like a like a like a nice, you know, dark blue wrap dress, we're going to say. Just something nice. Cool. Uh, Siggy? Um, I think if you know, this is a nice occasion, so I'm going to spit shine my boots and uh, <laughs> walk on out with my <laughs> newly created woodcarver's tools. So, Siggy, Alvin, Callie, you walk out of your room, you walk down the hallway, and eventually you take a left, and you are, like, on the outside of the ship where on one side is, like, the, is the, like, the, the kind of the walls of the cabins, and then on one, the other side is, like, the railing peering out into the sea. And you guys walk um, down towards the back of the boat, and eventually you get to this large glassed-in ballroom. Um, and you do see that there, it is indeed kind of formal. Um, you see a lot of people standing around. Some are talking over like a table full of hors d'oeuvres, and some are actually already actively dancing. Um, as soon as we get up there, I'm gonna go immediately into like slink off mode and start like kind of doing my, you know, nonchalant check of the area. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. 17. 17. So you see uh, uh, there is indeed a, like a four-string quartet in one corner on like a raised platform. Um, and they're all playing kind of a, almost like a jazz tune. And standing just in front of them is this um, human um, male and you can assume this to be the bard, because um, he's he's standing there and he's um, scatting uh, to the beat, and it's it's weird. This is new, um, and you also see kind of like on either side of this large room are stairs that kind of wrap around the walls of this enclosed glassed-in area, and you do see that um, the VIPs have almost like an access from within their own hallway so that way they never have to be outside of in the elements as, as it were and they are walking down these red velvet staircases um, into this main area and there's like a large glass chandelier uh, you do see other members of the adventuring party from early you do see trim and um like this small dwarven fellow um over by the odors talking to several like looks like high class citizens um, however, one thing that you do notice that stands out as maybe a little odd is that you don't see any sailors. You don't, um, you, for one, you don't, you don't see Captain Rulig and any other 
like naval attire isn't present in the room. Can I look around when we come in and do one of those sweeps where you look for like you look one to look at the room and the people and if I if I also don't see the captain who I'm specifically looking for um, can I look and see if I see any like I want to say balcony like in a normal ballroom it would be what would be the balcony doors like the the other exits and entrances okay yeah um, what's your passive wisdom my passive perception, perception is a 13 okay so with 13 I'll say um, you you don't pick up on the missing sailors but you do pick up on just kind of the general lay of the land uh, the balcony is indeed um, where the top of the stairs come from like the VIP level rooms um, and there is a small balcony up there where a couple citizens lean over to just kind of spectate everything going on and then directly across from the balcony there is indeed uh, two large double doors that open up in onto like an outside deck okay. but no one is out there okay now that they've done their perception checks <clears throat> can I make a check to see if there's anybody in the in the crowd that's dancing that looked over and noticed how nice I look in my attire yeah, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Five. Um, no one's paying you any mind, Alvin, and it's kind of rude. Aw, it's all right. Uh, I'm a little used to it. At which point, you you feel uh someone kind of like tick, 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 on the back of your shoulder. Hello. And it's Lily from earlier. Oh, hello, Lily. Uh, um, but you are you are quite catching. Thank you. Would you? You look pretty nice you- yourself. Thank you. She's wearing a little, um, like just a ballroom gown, but you see it's very gnomish where, uh, there's actual little small prints of flowers and such on it. Um, would, do you, um, the band's playing. Do you want to, you want to dance? I would love to. Hold on one second. And I, I go over to Kelly and I go, Kelly, Kelly. Yes. Um, I forgot my gold pouch in the room. Um, could I borrow one gold? Oh, um, sure. And I'll just reach in the part, the pocket of my dress and hand one over. I, I take it. Um, good luck with your, um, good luck. All right, thank you. And I take the gold, and then I uh, grab uh, Lily's hand and lead her to the dance floor. Okay. Um, we're going to cut from that to Tanakh. What are you up to? Uh, I'm going to casually peek my head out uh, to not try to bring attention, but I don't want to look sneaky, but I would definitely want to get to see if I can get a view. Does it look like the hallways are kind of empty? Yes, you don't even have to roll for that. They are they are okay. silent. Uh, then I am going to start heading up to the VIP area. Okay, uh, stealthily. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, let's go for stealth. Okay, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Eighteen plus eight. Okay, twenty six. So yeah, you're you're very stealthy. Um, you're not used to you are used to sneaking around, uh, and you come back to kind of the same area that you boarded the ship as you noticed there's a staircase going up. Um, and as you're about to turn the corner into it, you do hear some shuffling of feet, um, like someone kind of standing idly by. And you peer around the corner, and standing in front of the stairs is the same guard from earlier who was guarding the stairs. All right, I'm going to try something here. We'll see if this... I So I'm going to use one of my psionic abilities. Um, I'm going to use my uh, telepathic communication with this guy. Um, I'm going to attempt to, to talk to him. It's going to be for how many hours do I have it? Uh, I love that. I got him. I I can talk to him for six hours. Uh, so I'm going to kind of look into over at him and I'm, 
I guess I'm going to have to do like a, a persuasion or performance check for this, but I want to kind of whisper in his head, but in, in a almost a feminine voice that there's something down in the uh, the cargo hold. Like he he just is getting this thought that this acreing this thought he keeps hearing this voice saying, "There's something in the cargo hold. We need to go to the cargo hold. I need to get to the cargo hold now." Okay, give me a persuasion check. Uh, seventeen. Um, yeah, you see, he's clearly like disturbed for a second. This is n- no way normal communication. Um, and he he kind of like stiffens up as he hears this voice in his head. Uh, and he kind of like without you know like first instinct, who. who Who's there? What's in the cargo hold? Help! 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 I think you're muted, buddy. Oh, sorry, I'm not close enough. I'm I'm legitimately whispering, so he just oh. hears, "Help! Help! Help! Get to the cargo hold! Help!" Um. Okay. Yeah. Immediately upon hearing the words "help," uh, he immediately takes off, um, and runs around the stairs towards the front of the ship where there is a staircase going into the cargo hold. All right, I'm going to stealthily go up into the VIP area and make sure all doors are shut behind me like it wasn't even I wasn't even there. Okay. Um, now, real quick about your ability. Um, do you hear what's happening with him or anything I like that? Or is it just- we can communicate. So basically how it describes it is for six hours, because that's what we rolled. The chosen creature can speak to you telepathically with you and you can speak te- telepathically with me. So, I mean, if he's got his thoughts blasting... I could probably hear him. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you, I'll just say... Oh, and it does um, have a distance, by the way, one mile. Oh, so you're, we're, you're plenty, we're plenty good. Fine. Yeah. Um, you feel his thoughts racing as he runs. He clearly thinks someone's in danger. He runs to the uh, below decks. Um, go ahead. So, yeah, you walk up the stairs and you peer around. And the layout is very similar to the same hallway you were on where... Um, it's like this T, and um, where the long part is the hallway full of VIP rooms, and then kind of going forward towards the front of the ship, you see some hallways um, that look to be more utilitarian, almost probably like the higher ranked crew members, and you also see a door at the end of the hall with a small brass placard that reads... Hell. Okay, I'm going to go to the uh, the VIP rooms. I'm going to go to try to check them out, see if I can't find anything good in there. Okay. Um, go ahead, give me a luck check as you approach the first one. Fifteen. Um, you get to the door, and it's unlocked. And you put you stealthily open it, and there's you know a small table with a lantern on it. Now, you see the bed's not been made. Looks like someone just got up and went, walked out. Um, and you do notice that there's a briefcase and some luggage next to the de- next to the bed. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to open the briefcase. Uh, actually, before I do that, uh, I will pull out my wand of secrets and wave it around, see if there's any traps or anything on it. Okay. Uh, no, you, you wave it around and... No, it just seems like a standard briefcase. Okay, I'll open the briefcase. Um, inside, you find just it looks like some like business papers um, about um, a, one of the merchants. This is clearly one of the merchants' rooms, titled to a um, Mister Savan Trevin. Um, 
the business papers have little to no value to you. I mean, they, just talking about um, this, this Savan Trevin has placed um, is on the ship to do to deliver some of his goods to the avatars uh, for sale. He's he's not just giving them; they're not gifts. He's he's fully it's a business venture. Um, also, in there, you do find a small pouch of twenty gold pieces. I will take the gold. Cool. Um, and then shut the door, shut the briefcase, just put everything back like the way it was. Then shut the door. And I, I guess I'll head to the next room unless you want to go back to them. Um, I'm going to need you, as, as you're exiting the room, to give me another stealth check. A dirty 20. Um, so they don't see you, but as you peer out of the, um, you peek out of this room, you see approaching, not from the helm, but from the opposite direction towards the balcony of the, the ballroom, two um, sailors. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check on them, and then after this check, we'll go back to the bar. 21. I am rolling lovely. 21. You look down here, and first thing you notice, several... These look like the same people who were loading the cargo onto the ship earlier this morning, where there are there's like two f- forms of a tiger among the sailors here. There's like the more grunt sailors the ones in the cargo hold who do the rowing you know the loading unloading and all that and then there was also the more officious sailors like the one who you sent to the cargo hold as well as captain rulik himself these are the ones you saw who were doing the the loading and everything where they have sailors retire very baggy um and they're not matching and kind of walking and they're kind of walking cautiously in the direction of the helm and you see that they carry they're carrying weapons all right i'm going to stealthfully follow them to the helm well, they're, yeah they're they're not they're coming towards you oh they're coming towards me from the helm or going towards the helm they're going to the helm from the ballroom okay i'm going to sneak back in the room real quick and then as they pass follow them to the helm okay um we're going to cut to you guys, you guys are in the ballroom. Uh, Alvin, you're dancing with Lily. Um, she's like, oh, did did, did Haydar give you lessons? And you guys are just passing a, ga- a gold coin back and forth from each other. He did. And you seem to be a very, very good dancer. Uh, thank you. Um, here you go. And she, like, in- instead of just handing it to you, she, like, flick- flips it at you. So, you- yeah, you're just passing this gold coin back and forth from each other. Uh, and, like, Gimbal's there, and he's just like, that's my girl. That's my girl. Um, Siggy, Callie. Um, I'm gonna, like, after doing my recon and stuff, I'm gonna walk up to Callie. Um, exactly when are we supposed to do the distraction? I, um, I'm not, I'm not sure what your plan was with the distraction, so I suppose it's whatever, whenever you get your signal. If you're, did you plan a signal? Um, are, are you getting was, one? I have no idea. I don't even know where the money, uh, we are getting that, the money from. So I really, truly don't know what's going on. Um, but I am ready. Um, I'm going to go find something real quick. Um, can I, is there like, um, uh, you know, like any like rooms that I can duck in? Or is there like a, a, a banquet table or something with like, cloth that goes to the floor or something somewhere I can hide oh uh, yeah Callie did you have something oh I was <laughs> um are you are you making like you're gonna leave 
I'm, I'm, I need to find somewhere to hide real quick. She's gonna, like, take you by, like, take you by your arm and be like, where are you, what are you going the for? Dis- the destruction, of course. <laughs> You're going to blow something up again, aren't you? I'm not going to blow something up necessarily. Well. Okay, let me ask you something. What would be worse? Um, fire or kind of like um, a force ball? Have you considered a harmless distraction? I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> I'm not sure you have to be the one to do it. Don't worry, don't worry. This is flawless. Or... <laughs> and she stops and she kind of like studies it. She's like, you've never been to a ball. I- I've been to many uh, pirate no. parties. <laughs> no. You've never been to a ball. So, here's what we're going to do. You are going to dance with me as badly as you please. And what we're going to do is when it's time for the distraction, I'm going to faint. Sure, sure. Okay, this this is a good plan. This is a good plan. Okay. Once you've made a full spectacle of it and we've thoroughly scared Alvin, you can carry me back to the room where I right. will revive. Can I do a perception check for a banquet table? <laughs> Um, what you you see you see a banquet table, um, but yes, I I absolutely agree one hundred percent. This will work very well. Um, as you do peer around the room, though, um, I'll say you guys can do this as well. Everyone, give me a perception check. Fourteen. Six. Twelve. Okay, With a fourteen and a twelve, so ten plus. You see it. Um, you guys notice out of the corner of your eyes. Um. The, the doors from the back deck of the ship um, open up into the ballroom and walking in, um, just a normal gate, nothing, is a heavily tattooed man. Um, you see his sleeves are rolled up. He's, he's in sailor's attire. Um, you know, very baggy. Siggy, Callie, you, you've seen this look before on many a sailor. Um, and he walks in and he's got like long shoulder-length hair that's kind of gray, and he does look not elderly, but maybe like early 50s at this point, and he's a human. And he walks, he kind of stands for a second, peers around the ballroom, and then his face kind of hardens, and he walks up the stairs and leans over the balcony, peering into the ballroom. I don't know. Did you see that guy uh, looking to Callie, still standing next to her? I'm not. I'm not sure. I saw anyone come in. Is there? Well, there's a mean-looking fellow who just walked in. And can we see him from the, like, with him peering over? Yes, he is standing like on the balcony, hands on the railing, staring if, out if over. If Siggy is looking at him, can I kind of follow his line of gaze to see where he is? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of, you know, follow him. Oh. What is he... I don't look, don't look. I'm not looking. I think he might be trouble. I think we should... If anything... Okay, I'm not saying we're going to get into a fight. So I don't take it as that. But maybe, I don't know, Alvin can um, take him and then we can run away. I've seen the kid get very big. Yeah, he has this weird freaky thing with his runes where he just turns into a giant. Our Alvin... Yes, I, little, I was surprised. I you, was just as surprised. I saw it during the no, fight. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's nothing to do with a whiskey bottle that has anything to do with... No, I'm, I'm sure he got very big. Whatever it is, he needs... If Just in case, I'm just saying, just in case, 
um, you know, I let the kid fight him, and then we get the, we get out of here. But we're not planning for a fight, of course. No, of course not. Of okay. course. Um, does he? Guys... Does the man do anything? Is he just looking? Yeah, currently he's just looking over the party. How long is it until, um, like the? Or how long till eight o'clock? I guess. Well, it, it is eight o'clock oh, now. It is eight o'clock. It's, okay. It's just like a social event. Just everyone okay. comes here to hang out. Um, if you'll excuse me, I have to use the little pirate's room. <laughs> of, of course. Okay, I'm going to step away. Um, can I do a stealth check to, like, when I think nobody's looking and dive under the table? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. If I just watch, if I'm just watching him walk away, do I see him dive under the table? Um, you you could give me a perception check with advantage, because he okay. was just there. 21. Okay, you gotta be to 21 to spot him, to like, cause... Ooh, 19. No. You Dang see it. him walk off, but then he waits for you to turn around and dips onto the table. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, walk behind the table and then kind of pretend like I drop something, bend down, and then like, roll under the table. <laughs> um, okay. and I am going to cast, uh, I'm going to, with my magical woodcarver's tool, I'm going to create an Eldritch Cannon. Oh with my legs. god! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's considered small, um, and it's got these like, kind of like robot legs. No, it's um, fine. I didn't hand you a plan. <laughs> it, it, don't worry. This is this is um, a backup. Uh, um, and I will tell you right now, it is going to be. The Force Ballista. Eldritch Cannon. I hope you roll a one. So, what do you make this out of? Um, it's just like I. It's like casting a spell, essentially. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're on. Okay. So it's like a. It's kind of small, right? It it is considered small. Um, So you make this small legged cannon. Yes, and I. I'm gonna leave it under the table. How big is this room? It's fairly raw. Fairly large. It's about 100 feet. um, feet. No, I'm yeah. sorry. 50. 50. Okay, 50, that's works perfectly. 50, 50 by 50, approximately. Okay, I can control this in a range of 60 feet away from me. So, um, and then after I create this, I am going to pat it on the head. It, you stay right here until you are needed. Um, and then it I'm going to... cannon up and down. <laughs> I'm going to roll back out of the table and then walk nonchalantly back to Callie. Oh, that was a very good uh, bathroom. It's a very fancy here. So whenever you are ready for dance, to dance, then um, I, I'm ready. Alvin, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I guess wh- while I'm dancing with Lily, I just want to ask her really quick. Um, what floor are you staying on? Uh, um, my my father's he he's a pretty successful merchant. We're in the we're in the VIP hallway. Oh, that's neat. How is it up there? It's nice. Um, our rooms are about. You know, we could fit two beds in there, uh, and uh, you know, we got a writing desk and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, I've seen the rooms that you guys are in. Yeah, those are pretty small. Well, I, I, if you get the chance, I'd love to see it one time. But um, in the meantime, um, I think you told me the last time we met that you've been to this island before. Yeah. Uh, yes. My 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 father's taken me on vacation here several times. I have a a friend who's curious about this island. Um, she might want to talk to you eventually? Oh, uh, yeah, um, 
I mean, I'm not, it's been a while since I've been, but yeah, I could tell her what I know. Okay, um, at this point, I'm just gonna point Callie out in the crowd and be like, whenever you see her passing by, uh, just feel free to strike up a conversation. She's very easy to talk to. Uh, which one again? The one in the, the, the pretty girl in the blue dress. Oh, okay, yeah. She's got some, like, cool hair things going on. Yeah, I was gonna ask, are those real? I think so. You think so? I don't okay. know much. Uh, me neither. I, I don't. But I'll pull it. I'll trust you. Uh, okay. We're gonna switch back to Tanakh. Um, you just took, you just uh, stole some money out of a briefcase, and you have your ear to the door, um, and you hear the footsteps go past you. Um, and as they quiet, and you know they are nearing the end of the hallway, that sticks out to you as odd because about ten seconds ago, even if you wanted to hear quiet, you couldn't. Ten seconds ago, you heard the thoughts and the racing heartbeat of the sailor you sent below decks. You don't hear anything from him now. I don't want to be a hero. I don't want to be a hero. I don't want to be a hero. Damn, I'm going to have to be a hero. All right, I uh, I slightly open the door just so I can kind of give a peek out. Okay. Um, you look down both ends of the hallway. You can fully see down the way towards the ballroom. You do see the glass double doors with um, a man standing over it, looking down. And then you look back towards the way of the helm, and the door is slightly ajar, and you for... You don't hear anything. All right. I, I'm going to head over to the, the helm. Okay. Um, you give me a stealth check. I mean, I guess we could pick up with your eight, 18 from earlier. <laughs> sure. We can go with that or we can go with a uh, 21. We'll go with the 21. We'll go with the 21. So, yeah, you slowly, quietly um, make your way to the helm. Um, what do you do? The, the door is slightly ajar. And you do hear now that you're this close you do hear kind of like very low whisperings of people talking within there um, and them walking around, but that is it. Can I, I can't make anything out? Uh, no, it's, it's, so it's, you could hear someone talking, but it's very whispered. Is there, can I look in there and see any place to like hide behind something where they're not going to see me? You could peer through the crack. It's only about an inch wide. Um, and you see, that there's kind of like these tables that kind of line the whole wall, you could uh, you could guess, um, with like different kinds of like nautical charts and everything. It doesn't seem like there's any actually like in the center of the room to be able to hide behind. Um, I can't hide under one of these desks, can I? They're not that big. You'd have to open the door fully and get underneath them. And they're open to the room. There's not like something, it's not like tablecloth. They they would see under the table i'm going to try to as stealthily as possible because this is nighttime sneak open the door and slowly just like let the door open up and see if i can't hide behind it's is it two doors or one door it's one door oh, yeah that's not gonna all right i'm going to slowly open the door very quietly and use it as a guard while taking like just slowly open it see if i can't get a better view of what's going on uh, i'll say with the 21 you are quietly opening the door and what you see before you you can fully get the door open before no one notices you um just long enough to be able to see what's happening in here you see the same men you saw walking down the hallway standing and there were three of them they are standing over the bodies 
of two sailors, one of them clearly Captain Rulig. And it looks like they've been like snuck up on and brutally beaten in quick succession because they are lying in their own pools of blood, their heads smashed in. All right, so so I'm going to... You said there, there's two guys in there? Yes. All right, uh, I'm going to do... Oh, no, there's two dead sailors. There's three of these sailor, like, standing over them. Three sailors? Sorry, yeah, two. two you did see two walking down, but there are three in there standing now. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sneak attack on one of the gentlemen, one of these fine fellows, and then I'm going to quickly throw a psionic blade at another one, hopefully killing two, but probably injuring two. Killing is optimistic. Yeah, killing is very optimistic. So, Tanak, you get ready to prepare to throw these blades. Um, you know, you, you're standing at the door. The door is open now, and they haven't noticed you. Their back is to you. You pull out one blade. You're ready to cast your psionic ability. Um, your eye begins to glow with this dull, ominous glow. Um, you three um, in the ballroom, at roughly the same time, you notice the man standing in the sailor's clothing atop the balcony has turned around and has started walking down the VIP room at about the same time that he passes through the glass doors of the VIP hallway. You guys are suddenly rocked by this large force. Um, I need everyone to give me insight checks um, as you guys hear the loud creaking and bending and snapping of wood. Um, followed by the whole ship rocking in the wave. I got a five minus one, so four. Twenty-two. Fifteen. Six. Six. Um, Siggy, there's... Did your... Did your cannon do that? I told you not to go until I was ready. Yeah, yeah, for you... There's no way your cannon could have done that. Um, Alvin, yeah, you're just... You were dancing and then suddenly... The whole boat shakes. The shan- One of the chandeliers f- drops from above, almost crushing you and Lily, but you get her out just in time. Callie, you grew up in Colterra Harbor. You are not a stranger to um, the- being in a mining town, um, though, although Colterra Harbor isn't one. You've passed several in the Kadumi Mountains. That That was clearly a blast from dynamite and a lot of it. I need everyone to roll initiative. Here we go, boys. This took Alvin way off guard. I got a natural one. I get a 17. I got a five. 21. We're gonna start off with the surprise round that Tanak has. Um, so I'm gonna paint the scene for you. You are you just opened the door into the helm. You see the steering wheel of the ship. Uh, you see a lot of tables with charting and map information. Um, the front, kind of like the back of the room is glass panes looking out, and in the far distance, you do see the moon, the moon, um, and it, you don't see the moon, but the moon, like, shining on the water, and in the far distance, you do see the guards of Kanmu, as well as very, very small, what you could assume to be fires on it, um, just kind of lit, lighting up the island. However, directly in this room, you see... Captain Hooper Rulig 
um, presumably dead. Uh, you see his he's bleeding from the head on the ground, as well as maybe like his first mate or something, and three men in sailor's clothing with heavy tattoos on their arms and uh, with like cudgels and maces standing over them. So I'm going to do my first blade as a sneak attack, obviously. Then my second one, I will be throwing a second blade and then I'm going to roll for hiding. Uh, so first attack will be a 23. Okay, which one are you hitting? Uh, uh, sorry, left, uh, there's three left, guys. Middle or right? uh, yes. The one that is furthest away from the door, uh, furthest away. That, right, that's oh, the one on me. the left. Okay, so I'm going for the one that's on the left. Okay. Um, 23. 23 hits. All right, and that is going to be... That'll be uh, 16 damage. Okay, so yeah, you throw this invisible dagger, dagger that's only visible to you. You see it strikes this man in the throat. He goes to grab it, but it's it's not there. He falls to his knees. Immediately, you know full well he is dead. Uh, bonus action, hit. Yeah, all right, so I'll go for the second one that's furthest away. And that'll be a nat 20. <laughs> right. um, double damage. <laughs> this is a 16. 16 damage on the one on the one on the right, because they're standing almost in like a triangle formation. The one on the left is kind of like, he's not looking directly at you, but kind of in your direction. Same thing on the one on the right. Uh, they're, they're all looking down at the dead bodies before them. And then the one in the very center is has his back fully to you looking down. You throw one at, one dagger at the left and one at the right. Both of them fully clean, clean throws straight to the throat. They fall both dead immediately. Right, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go try to hide after that. Okay. Um, yeah, you use you use your movement. You get out. Give me a stealth check. Uh, that'll be a dirty twenty. Nice. Um, so yeah, you run. Um, you kind of hide like not in a hallway, and you have your back, so you could peer down both sides of the hallway. Give me a perception check. And that'll be a nine. <laughs> I'm not very perceptive after that. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're, you're, your adrenaline's really pumping now. Um, so then it goes to the top of the order. Um, now we're going to transition to the ballroom. Uh, we are in this ballroom, wood floors, and like the back of it, towards the back of the ship, there's like uh, this little dais, raised dais where the band was playing. Um, and then you have this kind of like dance floor area, it's wood floors, and then you have this balcony that is kind of about 20 or so feet above the dance floor, the ballroom floor, um, and above there is that man from, um, who's standing there kind of watching everything happen, and he had turned away and you guys can no longer see him. He has walked into the VIP hallway. Um, there's uh, at the balcony on either side of it. There were there are um, staircases that kind of curve alongside the sides of the room, leading into like that's how you get from the VIP hallway to the ballroom floor. Um, there is quite a few people here. Um, suddenly sh shook because if you guys recall, um, the the whole ship kind of was shaken. And I believe it was Callie and maybe Alvin heard the sound of um, like wood creaking and like a distant explosion, as well as the sound of like rushing water. Um, and at the top of the order is Trim, the halfling archer from the bar. Um, she immediately goes to, she grabs, she un, like, 
pulls her bow off of her shoulder, notches an arrow real quick at the side of her, the quiver of her side. Um, she she notches it, but immediately doesn't see like there's no immediate enemies around. Um, so she's just gonna take the ready action, um, and then that she is she acted on initiative twenty three, uh, initiative twenty one. That's you again, Tanak. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go uh, try to stealthily finish off the third guy. Um, okay. Um, roll me. Can a I do? Well, I can't do it. I can't do stealth again, can I? Not really. Uh, okay. I mean, you just hid. see <laughs> But at this point, he just saw his two buddies die, so he is actively searching now. And plus, there's only, like, one way in that room, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, it is. So, all right, uh, I guess I'm going to go in there and finish off the third guy with my, uh, I'll pull out my rapier. Okay. With your movement, you rush into him, he turns to you, he pulls out a really, like, curved, nasty-looking dagger, um, and he doesn't say anything. Uh, 17. That hits. Uh, that'll be, uh, 12. 12 damage? Okay. Um, you cut this guy across the chest, um, and he starts to bleed, but he's still standing there. This one clearly looks more menacing than the other two. Um, on initiative 20, everyone give me dexterity saving throws. Dirty 20 for me. 15. Natural 1. I rolled a 25. So all you guys are fine. Except for you, Alan. Oh, no, all of us. You heard it first. No. Um, (laughs) We're good. It's fine. You guys feel the boat shift underneath you, and you hear more cracking and breaking wood as the whole ship is rocked um, and feels like it starts to turn. Uh, You guys are able to hold yourselves up. Uh, You kind of move with it. Siggy, you're taken off guard by this. You completely slide, like, all the way to the opposite end of the ballroom and you hit the wall for uh, two damage. Um, It's it's like you and a bunch of civilians like Titanic slide on the floor and smash against the glass windows here. Um, Okay, Um, that is the Fanatic's turn. So I need the three of you in the ballroom to give me perception checks. Do I have to do something for my cannon as well? Uh, Yeah, it it acts on your initiative, right? Oh no, the cannon! Oh, the dexterity. Yes, yeah. What is a cannon's dexterity, boss? It is, if it's forced to make an ability check or saving, treat all its ability scores as ten. Okay, so it gets a plus zero to its dex. There you so, go. So it passes. It it doesn't slide with you. The cannon does better than its father. Yeah, it's under the tablecloth, so it's it's just chilling. Um, that is the fanatic's turn. Uh, the guy directly in front of you, Tanak, who you had slashed you, uh, he comes at you with his, um, his dagger, and he opens his mouth, and he's missing his tongue. That's why he, he just, like, lunges at you. Fully no tongue. It's been cut out at some point. So he'd Um, probably be the worst one to interrogate. Good to know. (laughs) I was gonna try to interrogate him later. He's gonna make two attacks on you. Two dead bodies each have tongues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm assuming... That is a a ten to hit and a uh, six to hit. Six to hit. So a ten and a six. No, they do not hit. So yeah, he slashed. He goes out to slash at you. You 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 move. Um, that is the two fanatics in the ballroom. Uh, what was your guys' perception checks? Eighteen for me. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so you guys all see this. Um, you guys notice two men in, like, traditional sailor garb 
um, on either side of the stairs where the uh, doors are, like to go out onto the railings on either side of the ship, um, are the doors are open, and then you see um, quite a few of these sailors. That looks like they have probably been below decks working. Um, they come fumbling in as the ship is rocked, and the doors are closed behind them, and they all brandish weapons. And one at each door turns around, speaks an incantation on the door, and you see this sigil glow around the door, and then, like, infuse it. And the door looks, mm, like, sturdier, almost. Like, like, it would be harder to open. Um, that is... Hadar's turn. Hadar um, is going to... Um, TK, can I ask a quick question really quick? What's up, buddy? Because um, we already established that um, Callie and I are not wearing our armor. So I'm assuming I'm, I have to fight fists here. Do we have... Oh, no. I mean, did you guys think... I'll be honest. If you guys think you brought your weapons... Bring, bring I your know weapons. I didn't. No, I'll, I'll fight fists. Mm, okay. Then, Love that um, sweet, sweet spiritual weapon, boys. Um, Hadar looks over at um, one of these men who have come stumbling in with these daggers uh, and just looks up, Oh, oh, you you suck. Come come find me. Um, and he's he's taunted. Um, and the, the guy's Sick. like, what? 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 Um, uh, and that is his turn. It's like a dance, the back and forth, the give and take. <laughs> yeah, Hadar starts, like, dancing on the, the raised dais. I toss him a gold coin. Oh, thanks. Um, Siggy, that's your turn. Alvin, you're a fighter, right? So you're you're proficient with all weapons? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, seeing this, can I... I, I want to throw my blank pen at, like, to, to Siggy. Yeah. Uh, what, what, oh, is that the, the weapon? It's a club, yeah. It's a, okay. yeah, it's a weapon. Um, just give me, like, a... I'll say a DC5 athletics check to throw, because that's silly. And then, uh, Alvin, DC5 to catch it. 22. So, yeah, you throw this weapon, and Alvin, you catch it. It's up, kid! I, uh, and then toss him my belaying pen. It's a D4. It's not the greatest, but... It's just, uh, it's one-handed? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that's my action. Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wanna, I mean, yeah. So I'll use my movement. I, I have 30 feet to run up as close as possible to some other guy or one of one of the guys. Um, okay. If I can get there within 30 feet. Absolutely. And then I'm going to use my uh, my cannon. I'm going to bring him up. Um, I'm assuming I'm within 60 feet of him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't say anything out loud, but, like, Siggy's face turns into, like, it contorts. You can tell he's really concentrating. And out um, from under the table, I'm gonna, uh, my ballista is going to make a shot at, okay. at this guy that I'm standing next the, to. The, the cannon, like, just moves out just enough to where the barrel sticks out <laughs> from under the tablecloth. Uh, 16. Hits. 2d 2d8 force damage um and he is pushed five feet away okay from the direction of the cannon is this the guy that you ran to yes okay 14 i rolled two sevens oh what's your Uh, movement again uh i have 30 feet okay okay yeah I i forgot about that you were prone but you had enough to stand up and run okay cool cool 
Um, and that is my turn. I'm sorry, what was the damage again? Uh, 14. 14, 14. force, and he's pushed five feet away. Okay. Um, you guys see... Uh, inexplicably, you guys don't see the cannon, but Siggy, you know full well it's there. Um, you hear this booming sound. It's this cannon. Uh, what does it shoot? Just, it's just, is it a projectile? It's a, it's a force ball. Okay. So you guys see this, like, cannonball made of air shoot out from under this table, hits this guy in the head, fully takes it off, and then the body just crumples in front of Siggy. Um, and he, uh, yeah. <laughs> I am the greatest fighter there ever is. If any of you want to live, I would suggest running away right now. That goes to all of these cultists' turns. Um, so there are five of them. Um, one is going to run to uh, Siggy. I'll say two run to Siggy because you just killed him. Um, one's going to run to the bard, Hadar. And then each one to Callie and Alvin. So, first one to attack Siggy uh, pulls out his dagger. Uh, that's only a um, 11 to hit. Nope, that misses. Alright, um, Callie. Oof, that's a 18 to hit. That definitely hits. And then I'm gonna roll just all to hit. So, this is for you, Alvin. 17. Yeah, it hits. Then Hadar gets crit on. Um, um, is he within 30 feet of me? Yes, he is. Hadar, Okay, yes. so um, I'm going to, as my reaction, I'm going to activate my rune, my cloud rune. Okay. Um, and you see this mist form around me, and it goes toward the guy that just rolled the crit, and then it connects with one of his friends that is also within 30 feet of me. Um... And he has to roll that crit damage on his friend now, regardless oh, of range. Okay, uh, sweet. Um, okay, um, so first uh, we'll settle um, Callie's hit first. Uh, you take six slashing as um, this dagger goes across your shoulder. Alvin, same thing. Uh, you take six, I rolled two fives. You take six slashing as this one runs up to you. Um, and in, in while you're slashed, you see in like 20 feet away from you, Hadar gets almost hit upon. The mist reaches from you, connects with him um, and an enemy. Um, and as the blade goes to strike Hadar, does it do damage to Hadar? Or is, is it no, just so, fully transferred? Um, in addition, when a creature you can see within 30 feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to evoke, invoke the rune and choose a different creature within 30 feet of you other than the attacker. The chosen nice. creature becomes the target of the attack using the same roll. This magic can transfer the attack's effects regardless of the attack's range. Awesome. Okay, sweet. So yeah, this mist goes out, wraps around Hadar, um, and also like uh, one of the other cultists across the room. And as the blade goes to strike Hadar, the mist kind of shrouds it and connects to the other guy. And you just see blood spurt into the cloud of mist, and then out on the floor. Um, this guy gets really messed up. Like, you see fully, like, into his collarbone, but he is still standing. Um, as I invoke that room, by, by the way, I shout to him and say, you're giving your take, you're giving your take. No, oh, that's right, kid, you're doing great. Um, <laughs> uh, he tosses the gold coin back to you. Um, Callie, that is your turn. 
Okay, I am going to, before anybody goes running off, let's do Bless at first level. So that's going to be the three party members who are in the ballroom. Whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, which is going to be up to a minute of concentration, um, you can roll a d4 and add that to your attack or saving throw. So that doesn't affect the cannon, but it affects the three people. A uh, okay. quick question on that. That's cool. to the attack roll, not the damage, right? Yeah, so the yes. attack roll or the saving throw, not gotcha. to the damage. Okay. And it's a, it's a, it's a D4 cool. for one minute, so 10 rounds of combat as long as I can hold that concentration. And I've got a clock going on it. Awesome. Um, that is someone else's turn. You see Tanakh, a large human... And sailor's attire, but looks more, not regal, but definitely well-clothed. Um, runs past your little hallway um, and goes into the helm. And... Wait, aren't I oh, aren't I in the helm? You you ran out to hide, didn't you? Yes, and then I was fighting the, the third guy that was still in there. Oh, then you went back in. Shoot, I'm sorry. So yes, I'm running up from behind you. You hear footsteps pounding the hallway behind you and a guy rushes in and you turn to look at him and um this guy looks like nothing out of the ordinary um you know kind of like black short hair sailor's clothing uh the tattoos are much heavier on this gentleman than the other three like thugs here you defeated if you want give me a religion or a history check on these tattoos Nat 20. So, although you, you've seen tattoos extremely similar to these, however, there are slight differences that kind of stand out to you as very odd. You recognize the tattoos being very similar to the tattoos of the men of your cult, the cult of Zareer. Now, however, the slight differences, you grew up um, for quite some time among the cult. You know that there are three major frowned upon cults in the realm of Zolver. Um, one of them being the one that reveres Zareer. Another one that worships a deity called Yggsra. And another one that worships um, Thal. Um, you can't be certain, but you do know that typically there's like different things that translate two specific deities and you could assume that this one is this one worships Yggsra and Yggsra is a being thought to be at the bottom of the gray expanse uh, lying dormant so I, I just immediately look over him who the hell are you um he used his full dash action he's not going to say anything this round um Alvin that's your turn buddy is Lily still by me Yes, she is standing, like, right next to you. She's freaking out. All right, dear, um, just stay behind me. I'll keep you safe. Um, <sighs> there's a guy right on me, right? Yes. Okay, so I am going to roll to hit this guy. Actually, I'm going to bonus action giant smite. Okay. Um, 
And so I once again turn into a giant. You just hear like bones crackling and whatnot as I just get bigger and bigger. And <laughs> I just look at look down at him and I say, You've been a naughty boy. <laughs> Willie screams, <laughs> fully terrified. Ooh, let me roll my d4 for bless. Okay. Um, an 18 to hit. That hits. So I am going to invoke my fire rune here. Okay. So, Joe, you said the club is a d4? Yeah. Okay. So let me roll my damage, and then I'm going to tell you what this does. Okay. I get an extra d6 for each turn for Giant's Might, Mm -hmm. and then when I invoke my fire rune, I instantly do another 2d6 uh, fire damage. Awesome. Okay, so that ends up being 3d6 plus a d4 plus my modifier, which ends up being 21 damage. Holy cow. So you turn into this, like, 12-foot-tall giant, uh, and you have what was, like, a one-handed club in your hand now turns into, like, a small wooden stick. (laughs) And, yeah, you slam your fist down on this guy, fully crush him into the wooden floor. It, like, breaks under him, and you see, like, legs and arms break. Um, And I guess he's on fire now as well. (laughs) And you fully kill him. Um... Get smashed, punk. No one heard it. Scr- Lily's just like... Um, <laughs> how far is Callie away from me? Uh, she is... She was in the center. She's about 10 feet away from me. Are you going to King Kong her? Are you going to just, like, um, pick her up in your hand? No. In no, my pretty blue I, dress, I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm going to run over to Callie, uh, look at the one that's um, on her, and say, Leave Callie alone! And I'm going to action surge here. Oh shit, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, is Bless a once per turn thing? I don't think so. Or is so. it every time I roll it a... It is, as far as I know, it is every time that you make an attack or a saving throw for the entire duration of the spell. So the spell is still going, okay. thusly, you can still roll. Dude, both your Blesses have given me a 4 so far, which is really good. Heck this yes. Still might, this still might miss. 15? The 15 hits. Yeah, these guys are in just, like, baggy shirts and everything. They have no armor to them. Yeah, I rolled a five on the die. So oh, no. Hell yeah. That was a, a rough Well, one. I'm glad to help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to do... I already did my giant's might damage and whatnot and my um, fire rune, so this is just going to be straight d4 plus my modifier. Straight bonk. Seven. Okay. Um, you you hit this guy. You feel, like, both, like ribs crack under you. Um, he's, <laughs> um, and that's your turn. Um, that goes back to the top of the order of Trim. Trim fully now seeing combat is like definitely going. Um, oh, she had a readied action. Um, so I'm gonna give her two attacks then. In that in that case, um, she loses one arrow at the one that is near you, Siggy. Definitely hits, and she's going to use. You see, like she pulls the arrow back. And, like, her eyes glint with a weird, like, arcane fire to them. And the arrow flies true. And, yeah, this arrow hits this guy straight in the chest, instantly crumples uh, dead. So that's that one. Then with her second attack, she's going to shoot the one, the last cultist, other than the two near the doors. No? There's three still. I'm sorry. The one that still hasn't been hurt hits him and does... Kills him too. Uh, you see, she pulls out the short bow, two arrows, it flies through the air, 
fully kill two of these cultists brandishing cudgels and daggers. Um, that is 21 to knock at you. Just kind of looking him over. He has the same tattoos as the other guys. Um, does he look like he's trying? He's like, I know he just dashed in here and I obviously surprised him. Does he look like he's getting ready to fight back at me or? Oh, yes. Like when he when you make eye contact with him, all you see is just like pure malevolence. He's coming for you. Cool, 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 cool. All right. So we are going to, you know what? I'm going to throw two more psychic blades at him. Okay. At, at the big guy. Yeah. Okay, go for it. And that is an 18. Uh, 18. And that'll be five damage. Second one will be a dirty 20 and will be nine damage. Uh, Yeah, you throw these two daggers at him, um, fully cut him up pretty good, one in each shoulder, um, but he just looks down at the wounds and looks up at you, um, and you pissed him off. is it your turn? Uh, you know what? As a bonus action, I'm going to try to get as far away from him as possible, like disengage away. Okay, so you start running down the hall towards the ballroom. Uh, and your movement's 30, so yeah, you get 30 feet down the hall. Uh, 25 feet. 25. Oh, right. Stunty legs! Dwarves, <laughs> um, you start, you huff and puff past this guy, and he's just like watching you run past him. Um, on initiative 20, everyone give me text 30 second throws. With Bless, the three in the ballroom. I got a 14. That's DC a 12. 7 total. 5. 17. So, Callie, again, yeah, you guys all feel the boat shifts in the water, um, and it doesn't take someone... The ship is sinking at this point, and it feels like it's going pretty fast, and the boat once again lurches, and Callie, uh, I'm going to... Roll a d4 to determine what direction you fall. Um, so you fall straight back and you uh, slide 10 feet towards the rear of the ship. Uh, you are prone. Tanakh, um, roll a d4 for you as well, buddy. Same thing. You slide, you go prone, but you fall, you slide 10 feet towards the, the ballroom. Yay! Um, <laughs> At least I'm sliding the right way. So, do yeah. I take any damage, or do I just go falling? Yeah, you didn't slam into anything. Okay, so I do not have to make a concentration concentration saving throw. No, no damage. Um, that is the fanatic's turn. Um, the two at the door are going to um, roll. Hmm. So it seems like Trim is doing the most damage. One of these guys runs towards the halfling. Uh, Archer, and the other one's gonna run towards you, Alvin. You seem like a big threat right now. Um, so the the <laughs> one attacking Alvin, uh, that's a it's a nat 19 to hit, and a nat 13. 13 turns into a 16. They both hit. Okay. Um, so they both pull out daggers from underneath their their like soul their sailors attire here, and they run to you. 10 uh, piercing damage. Is he like stabbing into your thighs? As I do that, I, I uh, tear up a little bit and I just say, Leave Alvin alone! <laughs> um, they can't speak because they don't have tongues. Um, but they're just, oh, this guy. Um, the other one that run, the other one that runs towards the halfling, Trim, six damage. Um, you see in the background, uh, Trim gets stabbed for six. Uh, now that is. The one in the helm. Um, you are 35 feet down the hallway. Um, he's going to run at you. 
and he brandishes a dagger between his fingers, and he's gonna throw it at you. Um, that's gonna miss. This dagger just clumsily flies. Stunty stealthy dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this dagger just flies. He he doesn't look like he's done throwing like throwing daggers before. Um, it it was about to hit him like to knock, but as soon as he fell, like it, it was like, 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 like timing. <laughs> he falls and it just goes whiffs him right past his head. Yeah. And then he's gonna use his movement to get within five feet of you. That is Hadar's turn. Hadar is just, what is Hadar gonna do? The bard who has passed his saving throw so far, he is just going to, okay, you know, he runs up, he runs the 15 feet to you, Alvin. Um, He says something under his breath and you turn invisible. That's a um, big invisible. Yeah, suddenly you guys see Alvin, this giant, goes invisible. Um, and then Hadar turns and just runs towards like the glass walls. Uh, make sure you give him some. That is Siggy's your turn. I'm going to use my, I'm going to run up to them. The one that Alvin just hit, I'm going to swing on with my light war pick. 16 to hit. That hits. Uh, that is five damage. Okay, um, finish it. Um, I'm just gonna go over there and bring my arm up over my head like I'm dunking the war pick into this, his skull. Okay. Um, and then with my bonus action, because uh, I have a feat, because I took the human variant, I have a crossbow expert. So I ignore the loading quality of crossbows. Being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't impose disadvantage on ranged attacks. Um, And when you use an attack action and attack with a one-handed weapon, you can use a bonus action to attack with a loaded hand crossbow. So I'm going to pull out, like, as I sink, like, my pickaxe in this guy's skull, I'm going to turn, put my hand crossbow, like, right up on this guy's head, like, point blank, and I'm just going to look at him. Get off my ship, asshole. And then I'm going (laughs) to take a shot at him. Okay. Uh, 15. Hits. Oh, thank God. Eight. Okay. Um, you guys see Siggy runs up with this pick, slams it like hammer blow over the shoulder, knocks this guy, brings him to the ground, has his short bow, or not short bow, crossbow, like on his belt connected, pulls it up one-handed, shoots this guy in the temple, and <laughs> kills him, and uh, that is an amazing turn. That was badass. <laughs> Siggy's hardcore. I'm invisible, but you just hear Alvin softened him up. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, where are you? Quit hiding. We have to find the rest of this. We have to save my ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming from all over directions. That is their turn. Um, you don't see what's happening there. Callie, your turn. Okay, they don't, they don't do anything that we can see. Um, you don't see. So now there's only two cultists in the room with you. The two that were near the doors. And to confirm, oh. they are 50 feet from me? You're in the center of the... Oh, well, you flew back. I went flying backwards. Um, but you were in the center. So at that point, they are 35 feet from me. Okay, time to cause problems on purpose. So I am going to run up to... The, I'm going to run the 30 feet, so I am... Well, you are prone, so half your movement to stand up. Half my movement to stand up, so then I will be... Oh, shoot, is it going to work? Because if I... Okay, if I need them to be 15 feet from me... 
No. Oh, dang it. I don't have enough. Like five or ten away. Yeah. No. Ooh, I hate it here. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Next time. So are you going to... Do you want to take a dash action to get where you want it to be? You'll still be 15 feet away from them. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just looking at it. Yes, I am going to get up and I am going to go and I'm going to go so that I am 10 feet from them once I get up and dash. So I am standing like in the middle of them with them each 10 feet from me. Okay. Yeah, it's um, so there's there's only one at each door, so you can only get to close to one. Um. So you get within. I can only get close to one. Well, are you because the because the the room is fifty by fifty. So if you were to run straight down the middle from where you are, you could get in between both of them. But then that puts them both um, twenty five feet away from you. Are they each but standing if, at the door, or are they standing on either end of the? Oh, there's oh there's dang one it! On either, I thought on, two of them were standing like on each. If this was the door, I thought there was one on each side of the door. No, there's two doors, one on either side of the stairs. Oh, fuck the leading dash the then. Balcony. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do something else. Cool. I'm gonna cast a spell with my bonus action and then a cantrip with my main action. Um okay, so cool. two spells, <laughs> but one of them's cantrip, so it's okay. Sweet. Um we're just gonna crank everything out. So I am going to create a spirit a spectral version of my mace, a spiritual cool. weapon, across from the one guy. So up okay. in combat with the one guy. When I cast a spell I can make a melee attack a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. So the one guy, we'll say on my right. So we're attacking the guy on the right with that. And it looks like my mace, and I will do that in a sec. And then the other guy, we are going to... We're going to cast Toll the Dead for the spiritual weapon. Let me mark my castings. So spiritual weapon, 14 to hit. Um, 14 just hits. Nine points of force damage to the guy on the right, and then the guy on the left is going to get told the dead. That is a wisdom saving throw of 13. Now, this isn't charm or advantage, right? This is just a... It is not a charm effect. Has he taken damage? Not yet. No, not this one. He got a 14. 14. So he saves. He's fine. But you got... Everyone in the ballroom hears this bell. Boom. Uh, ring out. Okay. Pretty sick. That is the gentleman up near you, Tanakh. Uh, you hear him. You hear this guy run up behind you. Um, and he's just gonna try, he runs behind you, you're still prone on the ground, and he's gonna get advantage because you're prone, and he's just gonna try to hit you while you're down. All you hear as he runs up behind you is, like, the zapping of electricity, and he's gonna try to hit you. Nat 1 and a nat 4. Um, so he miss. He misses. That is, that is insane. Um, Steve, you're invincible. <laughs> Even when I'm prone. <laughs> Elvin, your turn. Okay, so we know that the ship is not doing too well. Is there any, like, signs of damage, like, in the right where we're at right now? Does it look like all, like, the civilians here are, like, in immediate danger or something? Or does it look like people will be able to get to lifeboats, assuming that there are? Give me a perception check. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Um, yeah, you, you could, you look out of the somewhat frosted windows of the ballroom and you see that you are significantly closer to the water than you were a minute ago. Um, if you guys hurry up, yeah, you could potentially get civilians to the, uh, like the lifeboats that were hanging off the side of the railings on either side of the ship. However, that also brings to mind the weird wards that were placed on the doors. How far am I away from the cannon? 
Oh, you're about 10 feet from the table with the cannon. I'm invisible. I don't want to attack it. I'm going to run, grab the cannon. Okay. Um, cool. I think I'm going to use my dash action and start headed up the stairs. Okay, up the balcony? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's like um, when you hold a dog over water, its legs just start like instinctively <laughs> moving. Oh. <laughs> also, does the cannon look? Uh, he's invisible still, right? So the cannon just looks like it's, it's floating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Someone Back make in. art of this if you are listening. <laughs> so I'm actually going to grab the cannon and I'm going to head toward one of those doors. I'm, I'd like to go toward the one with the spiritual weapon. Okay, that's on the right side of the ballroom. Okay, so however far I can get with picking up the cannon and then dashing over there. Yeah, you can get to the door with your dash. Okay, sweet. So yeah, so, you, all you guys in the ballroom, you see this table flips over for like unknown reasons. A cannon floats and runs to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to point it directly at this guy and just start giggling to myself. Okay. <laughs> um, what's what's giggling? Something's giggling. Um, that is true. This is my favorite horror movie. I, um, I also like that he's more afraid of the giggling instead of the floating <laughs> cannon pointed right at him. He's freaking out, man. Um, he's got a spiritual weapon of floating cannon and giggling. Yeah. <laughs> His day, he's having a rough day. Um, Trim shoots this, um, the one with the, like all this shit going on around him for that. Shoots an arrow directly in this guy's chest. This was the one that has been damaged. Tanak, that's your turn. I am going, so I've got one guy trying to stab at me, another guy ran up uh, up to me. There's one guy directly above you, and then there's one five feet behind you. Alright, so if I stab up, am I stabbing, attacking with disadvantage? I want to I wanna say yes. Because you're, like, prone. Alright, so I'm going to attempt to stab up at the guy. This Is this the weaker of the two guys? Um, no, this is the, the boss guy. Oh, the, the boss right boss? Yeah, screw it. Let's do this. All right, rolling well, with this. If you use half your, man, half your movement to stand up, you don't have to roll with disadvantage. And you won't take an opportunity attack because you're not leaving the threatened area. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a half stand. Okay, so you pop you pop up. Go go for it. Uh, uh, 19. Uh, 19 hits, for sure. So he takes uh, six, 10 damage. And then... Sorry. Uh, I'm going to use a psychic blade and throw it at his face because... Yeah. I don't like him. Nat 20. 18 damage. Um, yeah, first off, you stab this guy with your rapier, and you could tell something stands out as weird, because when you stab him, not only does it does the blade not seem to do a whole lot to him, but when you stab him with it, instead of blood, this, like, foul black smoke comes out of the wound. However, when you psionic blade him... He takes that. Uh, you fully see it embeds itself in his chest, and it definitely hurts him. Um, um, all right. As my bonus bonus action, I'm going to disengage and try to get further down. Okay. Um, that's your movement, 25 feet. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you run 25 feet down the hallway. Initiative 20. Boat sinking. Give me a dexterity saving throws, everyone. DC 12. 17. 12. Um, so, 14. 11. So, everyone is able to hold their feet, their footing, as you guys feel the boat again to go deeper um, and at this point those of you in the ballroom you begin to notice water seeping in through below the ballroom doors and now starts it like 
comes to about your ankles. Um, and it's filling up fast. Um, that is the two fanatics turn. Um, one of them is going to... Doesn't see you, Alvin. You're invisible. So you're going to get an opportunity attack as he tries to run past you. And I believe you all, opportunity attack also happens from spiritual weapon as well. He tries to leave. But it makes sense to me. Um, since I'm invisible, do I get advantage on this? Yeah. All right. The spiritual yeah. weapon is a 15 to hit. Uh, 15 hits. And that is 10 points of damage. Holy shit. Um, this guy tries to run past your mace, but you hit him like straight in the ribs. Is he still alive? He's still alive, yes. Okay, I rolled a 19. Hits. Eight. He's still up. I'm not invisible. And then, I'm not yeah, invisible anymore. You, you're invisible, and now there's a giant, giant right in front of him. Um, awesome. Um, at which point he's going to just, like, oh god, and he's going to try to attack you. Um, that's a nat one. He is completely just ruined. That's a nat 15, turns to 18. Hits. Um, and that's, um, five piercing. Okay. Um, Yikes. yeah, he slashes into you. And the other one is going to run to you, Callie, the one that is closest to you, and going to attempt to attack you. 16, 16 and a crit. Lovely. I support it less. Uh, so I'm going to have a reaction. Ooh, yeah, I didn't use my reaction. The spiritual weapon did. So do I... I'm still cool to take a reaction after they're Absolutely. done attacking me. Three piercing. Okay. I will roll and the concentration, concentration saving throw on that. Definitely pass. Um, six piercing damage. And unfortunately, that is going to be the end of Bless. You guys feel Bless fall around you. However, um, I would like to cause problems on purpose. So I am going to use a combination of abilities. I am going to do Wrath of the Storm, and I'll read that out in a sec, and then I'm going to do Destructive Wrath on that. So Wrath of the Storm being when a creature within five feet that I can see hits me with an attack, I can use my reaction to cause that creature to make a dexterity saving throw of DC 13. Um, that's probably going to pass dex. Yeah, that's only a nine. Okay, so they fail. And they take 2d8 lightning or thunder damage. My choice. And then we are going to use Destructive Wrath, which is my channel divinity. And it lets me channel divinity to deal maximum damage Jeez. instead of rolling for lightning or thunder damage. So that will be 16 damage to them. Finish this guy. He's ra he ran up right to you. How do you want to kill him? How do you want you do what you do? I would like to look at him and go... You should respect a lady's personal space and shove my hand into his chest and just electrocute him. Holy shit. Uh, the room is kind of like for a brief second lit up by electricity as you guys hear this thing screaming. Um, and he just falls limp to the floor, smoking, smoking corpse. Um, at which point this is still one of these guys' turns. Um, I need to knock. Um, you feel something magical, arcane, try to envelop you. I need a wisdom saving throw, DC 13. Wisdom saving throw, alright. Uh, 16. You pass. You feel something trying to hold you down, pin you down, um, but you're able to move past it. Um, and then that guy's gonna use his movement to get within five feet of you. Um, 
now that is Hadar's turn. Hadar, having now fully seen um, Alvin, he's just going to like, everyone follow me! And he starts kind of corralling the civilians and running up the stairs towards the balcony. That is where we are going to end this session. Thank you for listening to this week's episode brought to you by the Eldritch Foundry, the go-to custom miniature company. As always, please like, subscribe, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod and on Twitch at NerdDNAPodcasts.